And it will go against them invariably. The Detroit Lions. Uh, yes, you are correct. Um, because that's that's just being the Lions. Um, the Lions. Uh, uh, another the famous phrase in Michigan, and I've heard it my entire life, is same old Lions. And in fact, I own sameoldlions.com. And I run the Twitter handle, same old Lions, S-O Lions. Um, and there's a reason I've had that for about seven years now, because it just keeps happening and happening and happening in new way, new and more creative ways that you would never imagine. And it's happened once again. Um, I'll set the scenario. The, the Lions lost 1917 to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, actually, surprisingly close game. <laughs> The Lions actually had a lead with 64 seconds left, which was an amazing feat that I did not expect out of uh, my Super Bowl champion prediction, Baltimore Ravens, and Lamar Jackson, my MVP prediction. Uh, it's looking a little shaky at this point if they're struggling to beat the Lions, but Lions held them to 16 points over 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Um, and it was, a, it was a valiant effort. The, the defense has been looked you know horrific in the all during the previous regime over the last few years and the beginning of this season and they really held their own surprisingly against what should be a potent baltimore offense but like i said they held them to 16 points through most of the game and lions running game was okay it was adequate and in fact they they had a fourth quarter touchdown um by jamal williams that actually you could say that was a reverse same old lions moment because it looked like his shin was down on the play just before he crossed the crossed the goal line, but they actually ruled it in favor of the Lions, a touchdown. So he almost gave you hope that things might be turning around under Dan Campbell, and we might not ever have to talk about the same old Lions again. But alas, that was not not the case. Uh, <laughs> Lions uh, actually, the back to the defense, they stopped the Ravens with a fourth quarter interception where the Ravens were score were on a scoring drive, and that's the Lions' first interception of the season. So that was cool to see that for a defense that hasn't done much, and it was a critical moment that eventually led to the Lions' go ahead field goal which uh, there's been a lot of debate and there's some de debate in my mind at the time. Uh, the Lions got down the field pretty easily and got into the red zone. And then they looked like they were trying to kill some time as we got to the two minute warning and uh, ran some running plays to force Baltimore into using their three timeouts. And uh, they may have only had two at that point. Cause I think they lost that challenge. Um, 
but it was clear Dan Campbell's strategy was to bleed the bleed the clock, bleed the Ravens of their timeouts, and then try to try to kick the field goal to go ahead. It's a little frustrating as Dan Campbell, or as lots call like to call him Man Campbell, has you know came into the this Lions uh, organization guns blazing the the most testosterone ridden uh, kneecap biting tough guy you can imagine. And when it comes down to the last couple minutes of a game, suddenly shrivels up and settles for a field goal. So it's a little ironic that such a tough guy, you know, brave talk out of coaches that we see around the league. Suddenly when, when things are on the line, they're not quite so bold. Uh, So there's some, I mean, there is some strategic acumen behind the thought process, but it's just, it's a little different than the brand he has put out there. There's, we were going to just be aggressive and everything else. And that was not the case. Um, they did kick the field goal, 64 seconds left uh, to go ahead, 17 16. And immediately on my SOL, SO Lions Twitter account, uh, I posted 64 seconds is too much. And I'm just, I kind of use that account to kind of troll Lions fans or to control or to troll. Uh, Overly optimistic Lions fans that seem to be new to this game that have not been watching the Lions for very long. Um, but it just you just feel it. You can feel it anytime they don't get that touchdown or they don't do extra shit to get the victory, it's gonna come back and bite them. And of course it did. Uh it didn't look like it was going to as the defense stepped up again, eventually forcing a fourth and 19 way back in Ravens territory. Uh, at which point, inexplicably, Dan Campbell calls a timeout. And the the Ravens were clearly rattled. They were going backwards. They had given up two sacks on their on this drive already. And the, the Lions defense is rolling. Campbell calling the, the timeout there to set his defense to to make sure his young players knew what he wanted them to do was just a, a cardinal sin. I mean, it, it, it backfired immediately as he pre- wanted to prepare them uh, for whatever was to come. He clearly did not because immediately Lamar Jackson hooked up with Sammy Watkins for a 36-yard gain, uh, putting them at the edge of field goal territory. And... Uh, the this is where things get really interesting and uh, even more into SOL territory as the it was uh, I believe the play was out of bounds so they came back in um, didn't have to snap the ball right away because the clock was stopped but the play clock was winding down rapidly and the play by play announcer was easily pointing that out it was clear that we should all be looking at the clock running out because it was. Within two seconds, one second, zero, no snap. One second later, 1.7 seconds later, somebody figured out Baltimore finally snapped the ball after the clock was zero. And <laughs> for whatever reason, the um, the referees missed a, a play clock violation, which would have given them a five-yard penalty. This is uh this has been a big big talk on uh, uh, Detroit Sports Talk Radio this week about how this is a fuck up. M- my point is, uh, 
it would have pushed them back five yards. Lamar Jackson would have thrown for a 71 yard touchdown pass one way or the other. They were going to win that game, <laughs> but uh, I could just see something terrible is going to happen one way or the other. But what did happen was unprecedented. Um, uh, Justin Tucker lined up for a record setting 66 yard <laughs> field goal. <laughs> And 66 yards might ring in the in the minds of some Lions fans uh, as uh, when Aaron Rodgers set a record by throwing a 66-yard Hail Mary against the Lions in Ford Field just a few years ago that uh, broke our hearts. And was uh, you, you could have it as another example of same old Lions because the previous play that set up that Hail Mary uh, was a phantom face mask call against the Lions where the uh, Lions rusher grabbed Aaron Rodgers shoulder pad and Aaron Rodgers twisted his head and the referees assumed it was a face mask and it was clearly not upon replay, but they threw the flag setting up the, the opportunity for Aaron Rodgers, which he will always take take advantage of uh, or anyone playing the Lions will take advantage of as Similar scenario, the blown blown delay of game call uh, set up the 66-yard Justin Tucker field goal, which went straight down the middle. I was uh, I was surprised it was so accurate. I did not think it was far enough the whole time I was watching it. And as soon as it hit the crossbar, I just started laughing because I knew there was no chance. You'd think any ball kick that far that hits a crossbar is going to bounce straight back onto the field. And of course not. It bounced majestically into the net even. It it went way over the bar after hitting. Uh, Lions lose uh, 1917. And just another classic SOL moment. Um, add this to the Pantheon. I mean, even in the last 10 years, I uh, add this to... Calvin Johnson process of the catch in, in Chicago that is that has really set the precedent for no one understanding what a catch is anymore. Uh, there was no confusion about what a catch was until that play in the NFL and they've somehow the Lions were exposed and all of it uh, came at our expense. Uh, I, I mean I could go through the whole list. I've, I've post you can find these all at uh, so lions at so lions on twitter i've got them all there for you but just another uh brutal loss uh, jared goff after the game uh said had you know chin up you know had his optimistic leader of the team quote these gut punches will stop eventually and <laughs> i just had to laugh and feel like Everyone, everyone that's watched the Lions for more than five years of their lives would just say the old Southern fling. Well, bless your heart, <laughs> meaning you naive fool. The gut punches will never stop. They they've come for 70 fucking years almost. So I, I appreciate his optimism. I do not share it, uh, unfortunately, but really. I this I really was laughing when the ball bounced through because this game doesn't matter. It's almost better that the lions lose in the grand scheme of things uh, with the draft position. This is a, this is a lost season. Anyway, it'd be nice to see them win a game or two here and there, especially a win against the Baltimore Ravens would have been impressive, but they're actually better off losing helping that draft status. So I don't know. I mean, it, it was brutal, but I, 
I've, I've felt other SOL moments a lot, a lot harder than this, just because the expectations are so different, but it's just amazing. This shit keeps happening and it will never, if seemingly never will. And it only took three games into the Dan Campbell regime to, to rear its ugly head again. So welcome back. SOL, you are undefeated for 64 years now and counting. <laughs> I, uh, I had texted you because I have a theory. Um, ah. The reason the game was so close was because uh, Ravens wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown had taken the Lions in the spread because in that first half, which I saw a yeah. lot of, he dropped three, two that were going in, going for six yeah. balls that hit him in the hand. I the mean, two the two that were going to score touchdowns were both on the same drive, so technically that. Oh yeah, been, that's true. That's it should have been should have been an extra six point seven points yeah. for the Ravens right there, but but not fourteen. But still, yeah, yeah it was true. it was bizarre. Uh, it was bizarre. I I mean I've seen I've seen like guys miss like like oh shit how did that happen? And some great guys have done it. Like I've seen t- you know you've seen you've seen you've seen great players miss easy balls, but. This Not three times. Like, in one yeah, this game. is like this is like, like even Lamar Jackson is probably like, come on. I mean, I'm just putting it right there for you, buddy. Like, how how do you not hang on to it? So, yeah, your theory is that he may have had money on the Lions somehow. Yeah, I mean, geez, interesting. It's the only plausible yeah. explanation. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> it was it was it was. I was just like, and he the year the week before he had a hundred and sixteen yards and two touchdowns or something. Yeah, so. that's that's the other weirdest. Yeah, he was coming off a career game and to have that. That's yeah. That's, so the Ravens are a conundrum. I can't quite figure them out, but yeah, they're they they're always kind of a conundrum. But whatever, we're not here to talk about the Ravens anymore. Well, I do have one more low light I want to bring up about the Lions game it happened at <laughs> halftime uh, <laughs> that. Uh, Involved Calvin Johnson himself, the aforementioned, uh, him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. The the Lions wanted to honor him at halftime by presenting him. I believe they were just presenting his Hall of Fame ring. Um, unfortunately, they chose to have Lions owner Sheila Ford Hamp do the presenting of, of said ring to Calvin Johnson. Uh, at which point the Lions fans took it upon themselves to mercilessly boo her. <laughs> Uh, I believe she's in her mid sixties. It was a little, a little gross seeing a crowd of 60,000 people booing an old woman mercilessly, but, uh, they basically drowned her out. They, sh- they shouted her down. She was trying to say nice things about Calvin Johnson and nobody could hear it. Cause it was, it was such a melee. It was, it was just, there's, there's more to that story. There is a public, uh, uh, squirrel, squirrel quarrel going on um i was gonna, I don't know, what was gonna say there. <laughs> there, there's a spat there between calvin johnson and the lions uh due to his premature retirement uh they took back 1.6 million dollars of his signing bonus of his final contract and he has periodically gone on social media or on podcasts or different different means to complain about that for years now um in fact his wife is even getting involved on whatever platform she has uh just last week i think both of them were in the news complaining about that 1.6 million dollars that the lions took back from them so the timing uh 
of this presentation uh, didn't work out well. It's quite strategic for Calvin Johnson to get his get his point across and have sixty thousand people back him up, um, and just the general malaise of all Lions fans and ownership. Ownership takes the brunt of the the wrath of of SOL um, mainly because they're the they're the commonality over these. 64 years now that the, the Fords have owned the team and everything else has changed, but we're still the lions. So it's gotta be the owners uh, that, that are the problem. But unfortunately the Fords, as we, as we've talked about with, with all sports uh, owners are never going to sell if they don't want to. So complaining about ownership is a futile endeavor. It's not going to change. You're, you're not going to, sh- you're not going to shout the Fords out of, you're not going to boo them out of owning the team. Um, they're not going to get rid of the team unless they want to. So there's no reason to even talk about it. Let's figure out a way to to triumph over over the Ford's adversity, I guess, is our, our only hope. Ford Hall Media.